Victoria's Racing Heartland. This is the only program dedicated to Victorian country racing. Welcome to the Country Racing Show. It's got it all. On RSN Central for the Country Racing Show. And as always, Maggie Payne is joining me. Good afternoon to you, Maggie. Good afternoon, Gareth. Nice to be joining you. Yes, um, some exciting news for our friends in Country Victoria because their restrictions were eased a little bit over the last couple of days. Um, what does that mean for some of our Country Cups? Well, I think it gives us a bit of a glimmer of hope for crowds. Yep. Um, you know, it's always been a bit of a week-by-week uh, week basis, you know, the what-ifs. But I think this step, obviously, you know, it gives us some hope, especially those... Um, regions that haven't been affected the whole time throughout the pandemic. So, um, you know, we'll see people right across the in-country Victoria now, you know, being a bit more social and um, maybe, you know, gathering with their mates in some kind of capacity. So we host uh, 25 country cups over October and November. and A lot of these are very, you know, heavy reliant on these crowds. So uh, if we can't get them, they will still go ahead and race, which we're very thankful for as well. But I think there is that little glimmer of hope that, um, we can get crowds. I guess Scott Whiteman, the CEO of Country Racing Victoria, he mentioned this on the show as well, is that I think people still need to understand in the bush that it's not easy for a country club if there's people allowed to turn up. There's a lot of work that we'll probably need to go into to make sure it's a safe COVID-19 environment in a way. Yeah, so they right. need probably a certain amount of numbers guaranteed to allow people to come into the, to the track for 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 it to be all worthwhile, would that be right, Maggie? Yeah, and there's actually meetings with um, Country Race in Victoria and our clubs as we speak. Okay. And talking through all these logistics and what the possibilities, I guess, could be. Um, you know, you take a Dunkeld, for example, which was run mid-November, a population of 200 for their normal 10,000 crowd, which they won't get this year. They All the infrastructure has to be um, hired in and the people who build it have to... You know, it's a big, big resource, heavy, I guess, for the mainly volunteers ran. So um, I guess that's what the clubs and CRV are going through, weighing up the pros and cons of, and how they can do it. But so many of these country tracks do have, I guess, the benefit of having so much open space and that. Mm. We'll see that, um, you know, going forward right across the country. Our, our events will be transformed, so it'll be interesting to see what um, initiatives um, not only country racing can come up with, but also metro racing. We so. might we might try and get an update with Scott over the next couple of days anyway, and see what comes out of those meetings, Maggie. And and twenty five country cups. It's a it's a wonderful time of the year. It's a busy time of the year for country racing. Yeah, it is a busy time, and you know, two weeks on Saturday we've got the Matola Cup, our first country cup of the season. So. Um, it's still exciting, you know, these communities are um, normally really excited to get together, but uh, I, and a lot of those country cups also play a big role in the Metropolitan Spring, you think Geelong Cup, Bendigo Cup, so um, there'll be a lot of horses targeted uh, to those big feature country cups, and um, we finish with the Ballarat Cup on uh, in the end of November, so it's, it's a bit of a whirlwind every year, but looking forward to a big spring. Did you see on Saturday afternoon, we're doing the, the spring ticket, and the the, the wonderful horsemanship from a young gut in the sport, Will Price. He, he made it onto all of the news services as well around the country. Yeah, it was good. I was quite a watching the TV. And because he was, you know, as his horse dipped out of the gates and 
he did hold on like a bit of a monkey, but he he just it was like it was going in slow motion. So that was one of the moments where I was watching, thinking, oh, this could be really bad, this could be really bad. But he ended up, you know, the horsemanship of all the jockeys across the country are so good, and it's it, it's um it's good that Will's okay, I guess. But it was a bit of an entertaining watch on Saturday at Warwick Neville. Um, yeah, so really enjoyed your coverage on uh, RSN as well. It was really great. And Maggie. We love watching our country trainers head to town. Jeff DeRay, he is based, of course, at Corowa, but um, they get the RSN 927 dial there in New South Wales, and he's the proud of that part of the world at the moment. I know Wagga Wagga will be cheering front page on as well in Saturday's um, race there. He's in race four over the 1,100 metres against Crystal Dreamer and William Thomas, and unrealistic Jeff Withers does a good job, and he's taking one of his star gallopers for that race as well from Warrnambool. Yeah, well, Unrealistic's a, a good one too, who obviously won the Dunkel Cup last yep. year. So Jeff Withers, a hobby trainer from Warrnambool, obviously getting ready for another preparation. He'll be hoping that the Dunkel Cup will be run this year so he can go back-to-back again. And you mentioned front page. I know uh, Lewis German, who had a bit of a fall during the week, he couldn't get him off. Uh, he keeps the ride on front page and continues. Um, hopefully get that association with the Corowa Galloper. And, uh, yeah, our country horses are very well represented um, across the Metropolitan at Caulfield on Saturday, which is exciting. So we'll also have Be Good to Your Mother from Warnable, of yep. course, hopefully to go back-to-back in the yeah. Rupert Clark. So um, definitely eyes will be on Caulfield as well as across the country. And good luck to Dan Bowman too um, with Be Good to Your Mother. I think one of our favourite horses, and we might – she might be our, our pin-up girl for the spring. Supergirl goes around in the naturalism. So we wish Josh Julius the best of luck as well. Yeah, and it's exciting for Josh to have such a, you know, it's a good stayer in such an early part of his career. So we're looking forward to uh, Supergirl going around. Does she get a start? Has she got a start yet? Hopefully. I think she's not far off. There was two scratchings there. Um, I think she will get a start. We'll cross our fingers anyway. We will, and we'll cheer Supergirl over the line, hoping um, she can go well. It's now time to spin a yarn on the Country Racing Show. The people at the grassroots of racing. We're spinning a yarn on the Country Racing Show. Nan Curvis is dominating this on the home turn. Shot three in front. Billabong Bilby gets out to give chase with Locktober Rocks and then Hello Sweetheart, but it is all Nan Curvis. Hello Sweetheart's coming down the outside. Kaching through the inner, but uh, Nan Curvis wins the last easily. Unique Goldie helps. He's one of the most popular horses in this state. He was the king of the picnics last season. Nan Curvis, obviously no picnic racing because of the situation that we find ourselves in, but he's still getting out to the races and putting a smile on his fans' faces, and that was a strong win by Nan Curvis. In fact, he bolted home at Warwick Nabil last Saturday. Rebecca Weymouth is Nan Curvis' trainer, and Rebecca joins us now. Good afternoon to you, Beck. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. You've got to love him. You do, you do. He's um, got a few little idiosyncrasies, but um, no, he really has developed uh, quite a cult following. And, um, yeah, the phone was uh, going off with uh, many congratulations text messages, just purely, uh, you know, due to Toby being so popular. And Beck, Gareth mentioned how he did have a remarkable season at the picnics and you've stepped him up to the professionals and he was definitely knocking on the door and he's got that front-running style, which is so exciting to follow. Um, you must have been nervous coming when he was coming into the home straight. 
Yeah, I, I was, but um, you know, Laura had summed the situation up really well, and obviously, having um, seen him progress from a maiden when we first got him to winning those five races in a row, um, you know that once he, he does get to the front and if he can roll to the rails, he really can kick off a home turn. And with Warwick Nabil being a short straight, it really, um, really did suit his style of racing. Now, Beck, your wonderful mother usually rides Nan Curvis, of course. Um, Debbie there at the at the picnics. Is she missing getting on top of Nan Curvis and and riding him at the races? Oh yeah, yeah. No, she's um really got the fingers crossed that the picnic season um, goes ahead. You know, hopefully, if not uh, in its normal schedule, maybe, you know, possibly in twenty twenty one. But yeah, no, she probably gets more nervous not riding him than riding him. Um, but yeah, like there's been a, a few times where she's like, oh, I just wish I was on him. Um, but yeah, no, she, um, she usually, because he is so, um, high energy pre-race, I, I strap him and mum usually goes and talks to the, um, talks to the jockey. And I think that makes a big difference sort of having someone that's been out there and ridden him and knows him so well, um, you know, passing on a few little inside, um, inside hints and knowledge to the jockeys. I think that's certainly an advantage. And, Beck, you mentioned your mother, Debbie, and it is a real family affair for your stable based at Mornington. Can you give us a bit of a background of uh, your stable and your training, I guess, facilities and how it all works, the family affair? Yeah, it definitely is a family affair. So um, we're all sort of working out of the one property, and that includes Rowan. And Rowan's um, been very busy this year with um, breaking in and educating young horses. So um, whilst we sort of run our separate businesses, we all sort of jump in and get the job done and by the end of the morning we're all finished together so um yeah look mum rides a lot of track work and she's been instrumental in um toby's progression through the picnics he, he come with a pretty um ordinary reputation in regards to his behavior and how excited and everything he could get and you know mum was fantastic with him and just the the whole um, picnics and the picnic community in helping with that horse and gaining his, um, just, yeah, allowing him to gain confidence, you know, through um, one of the clerk of the horses, um, Andrew Taylor. He was instrumental with him, um, helping relax him, getting around to the gates. And um, the barrier boys in Victoria are always super, but um, Adrian Garraway took quite a shine to him and helped out a fair bit with him. And he's, he's not a naughty horse, but he just gets full of... Um, energy and he's such a big strong boy he's just like a kid on red cordial he just doesn't know what to do with himself so um we seem to be able to harness that a little bit more now and a little bit of maturity on his side and like i said the you can sort of see the confidence and that that he's gained from the picnic circuit which is one of the great things about the picnics is you can do that and then you can take it to the professionals and and you know um progress through their grades so which you know we're obviously quite hopeful that He'll now go on and win um, higher class races. You have a wonderful record back with horses that have been unsound throughout their careers. And I was just looking, and Maggie told me this, by the way, and it's easy to work out why you do have a wonderful record with these horses because you have a Bachelor of Science with a major in chemistry and a diploma in equine aquapuncture. So obviously, Toby doesn't mind a little bit of aquapuncture. Yeah, he loves it. He's um, been such a big. A big horse. He um, he does require a little bit of maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And we're very, I'm very lucky to be able to train out of mum and dad's property. And um, you know, we're sort of based on the sand down here, so it's very 
good for those type of muscular issues. And, um, yeah, I'm working, I've got a very good myotherapist along with my own knowledge and, and my own farrier and, and my vets and everything like that where I would sort of get on top of those issues. And I think that probably has been where we've sort of, you know, um, developed a little bit of a niche. And when do yeah, we... And- Beck, um, Gareth mentions, you know, your studying background is very good and that obviously holds you in good stead. You're, you, even though you're only young, you've had your trainer's licence for quite some time, taking it out at only 19, I think. So, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, definitely learn a few things along the way. Oh, yeah, 100%. I um, actually took it out while I was still um, studying a Bachelor of Science at, um, at Melbourne Uni and I just trained um, a couple of fitness courses over the summer um, while I wasn't at uni and then, you know, go back to uni and train a couple and then that sort of progressed a bit more and, yeah, I sort of seemed to do well with the off-cast. My first horse um, was gifted to me from my uncle. Um, he didn't think he was he was much good and he ended up winning 13 races and was placed multiple times at the professionals and won a professional race for me at Maui. And, and then, yeah, my only city winner, which... Um, is something I'd really like to improve on was um, Shag on a Rock and he was um, beaten sort of 24 lengths start before I got him and picked him up quite cheaply and he ended up winning um, six races and, yeah, won at Mooney Valley, so. Well, Beck, congratulations with Ann Curvis. When do we get to see him at the races again? Yeah, probably in uh, 10 days' time. He sort of jumped a little higher in the ratings than I thought. He went from a 58 to a 62, so... Um, we'll probably aim for a 0 to 64. I mean, there is a 0 to 64, uh, 955 at Mooney Valley. That might just have to wait, but we'll sort of, we'll just sort of see how we go. But um, yeah, look, hopefully we can continue the association with Laura, who got on with him so well, and takes that all valuable claim when you're getting up higher in the ratings. Great stuff, Beck. He's a people's horse, and well done once again. Thanks for your time here on the Country Racing Show. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. There's Beck Weymouth there, the trainer of Nan Curvis. What's coming up in the country calendar on the road ahead? What can we look forward to this week there, Maggie? Well, today we're racing at beautiful Echuca on the Murray River there today. It would be nice if we could get up there today. <laughs> but uh, And tomorrow we'll watch Geelong and weekend racing in the country. We're at Petura and Ballarat on Sunday. Uh, Monday we're heading off to Ararat, Tuesday to Kyneton, and that wraps up the weekend for us. So it's a busy weekend as always and... Um, hopefully we can find some winners. All right, then. Have you got a winner for us before we let you go? Well, just looking at the form today at Echuca, I have been following this, well, Philly, she is now a mare, uh, with the Matt Laurie team, so stable change, and she has progressed to be a four-year-old mare. Toffee Doll. I like her win on debut at Wodonga, and she went on into town and did well, so she's racing at Echuca, I think. The odds might be a bit short, but uh, first up for the Matt Laurie Inform stable race seven number ten toffee dolls my tip. Great stuff, Maggie. Catch up with you next week. Thanks, Gareth. There's Maggie.